0: The scripture words this evening are found in the scripture, I read to you from Luke 15, the first seven verses. I will only read the fifth verse, and when he had found it, it's about its sheep, he laid it, that's the shepherd, on his shoulders rejoicing. Thus far, we write under the text words, the shepherd and the sheep. In the first thought, searching. In the second thought, finding. In the third thought, carrying. And in the fourth thought, rejoicing. So the shepherd and the sheep, Searching. That sheep has lost its way and is looking for its way back. Where is that sheep looking? What happens to it? In our second thought, finding it. Then the shepherd goes looking for that sheep, and he will find that sheep. In our third thought, carrying it. When he finds that sheep, he puts it on his shoulders, rejoicing and in the fourth thought the rejoicing, just like there will be joy in heaven over one sinner who repented. Congregation, in the first verse we read, Then drew near unto him Christ Jesus the Lord, all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. What kind of people are these publicans and sinners? We could say that basically they are the scum of the world. Those publicans and sinners are people who live on the margins of society, people who live in public sin, people who are materialistic. The tax collectors just collected money and they never had enough. And those kinds of people, those tax collectors and sinners, they drew near to Jesus to hear him. They wanted to come and hear him. They came from all sides. The words of the Savior drew them like a magnet. He sat with publicans and sinners at the same table. And he ate of the same bread and he drank of the same cup. No, no, he doesn't not go with those tax collectors and sinners into sin. But he does pay attention to them, and he has words to speak to them. And his heart is full of mercy. And in verse 2, we read of the Pharisees and the scribes who saw this. And they murmured, saying, these men received sinners and eat it with them. Boys and girls, what kind of people are the scribes or Pharisees? We would say they are theologians. They are people who are very well versed in the Bible. They are the leaders of the people. That's the Sanhedrin. And they murmur Do you know what that means, children? Murmuring is actually a kind of mumbling, speaking so softly that someone else can just barely hear it. And why do they do that? Well, those Pharisees and scribes did not like the Lord Jesus eating and drinking with the tax collectors and sinners and sitting with them at the same table. They did not like that. He took notice of them. And that's why they speak so harshly and so contemptuously. This man, they say, and they say this about the Son of God. This man eats and drinks with publicans and sinners, like that should not be allowed. Just look at this. But the Lord hears their murmuring, and he also hears that disdainful man. What contempt! Oh no, those Pharisees and those scribes would never do that. They would never care for those tax collectors and sinners. They would rather pass them by. And it was also incomprehensible to a Jew that you would expect a drink of water from a Samaritan or that a Samaritan would take a step over the threshold into the house. But now... They see it happening right before their eyes. Look at this. Look what is happening here. He is eating and drinking with publicans and sinners. And so they stand there murmuring and mumbling. And the Lord Jesus hears it. He does not get angry. No, he will appeal to their conscience. He will descend to to low with a very simple example from the realm of nature. He's going to tell them three parables. Three parables in a certain order. The parable of the lost sheep, which is about 100 sheep, and one of them is lost. In the second parable, it is about the lost coin. It's about 10 pennies, one of which is lost. And the parable of the prodigal son is about two sons, and one son has gone into the world. And in all those parables, there is a seeking, there is a finding, and there is a rejoicing. And brethren, what a patient that surety has. He is the mediator between God and man. He pays attention to tax collectors and sinners, but he also pays attention here to the Pharisees and to the scribes. And now he is going to tell that parable so simply. And then, boys and girls, you can all understand that this evening too. Then he says, Pharisees and scribes, we see it happening in our mind this evening, don't we? We see that table with the tax collectors and sinners, the Lord Jesus sitting at it, and then those Pharisees and scribes standing there. The Lord Jesus goes on to say, imagine that there is a shepherd who has a hundred sheep, not a very rich shepherd with thousands of sheep, like Job or like Nabal, no, a very simple shepherd with a hundred sheep. What will that shepherd do, Pharisees and scribes, if he loses one of those hundred sheep? Tell me. Then the shepherd goes looking for that one sheep that is lost. Because that one sheep should should not be lost. Is he going to leave that one? Pharisees and scribes? Isn't that what every shepherd does? We understand that. And we know, brethren, how it is among us as well. If we are allowed to have a family, and the Lord has blessed our marriage with children, and one of our children lives far away, say in the Netherlands, in Groningen, or abroad, what if your child is seriously ill? And maybe you have ten children, or maybe you have five, but you will still go to that one child. Then you are going to take care of him or her, right? Isn't that how it goes? Well, that's how it's here. The shepherd who has lost that one sheep, he must find it, and he will find that sheep. Because what if... What if that animal breaks its legs or it ends up lying on its back? Then it will not be able to get up again and then it will die. What has happened to my sheep? It is falls into a ravine. Later it is doomed. And what if a lion comes, a beast of prey, comes and tears it apart? Pharisees and scribes, you would go looking for that sheep too, wouldn't you? Why? Did that sheep stray away? That's a good question. Do you know why that sheep went astray, brethren? Because that's the nature of a sheep. That sheep suddenly loses sight of his shepherd. It is there grazing in the grassy field. It eats a clump of grass here, and the plant there, and it walks a bit further and eats something else there. And then, then it thoughtlessly loses sight of the shepherd, and it doesn't know the way back. Now, Pharisees and scribes, if a simple shepherd goes to look for that one sheep, may I, as that great shepherd of the sheep, who has left heaven to the heavenly sheepfold, not look for my own lost sheep? May I not eat and drink with publicans and sinners to seek my lost sheep? Should I let them go, let them die? That's precisely the purpose purpose for which I have come to this world, to seek those who are lost. How the Pharisees and scribes must have listened! Do you see them in your mind? They stay there. They stand, those Pharisees and scribes. O congregation, they are hanging, as it were, on the lips of Christ. Yes, Ezekiel speaks about an unfaithful shepherd who neither brings nor seeks. But here is about a faithful shepherd who goes in search, and he also knows most perfectly which sheep are still missing. He also knows them all by name, and not one will be missed. He will find them. They are also his property. They have been given to him from eternity. A striking image, congregation, don't you think? And that is now the image of us people, as we have wandered away in paradise. We wandered further and further away into the world, wandering away from God, wandering away from His Word. Isaiah also speaks of this all we like sheep have gone astray. Congregation, so many people in this world walk in those gut dishonoring wrong ways in life. Yes, it is also our nature and we wander through this world and we don't see the dangers either. But we could also just fall into the abyss of emptiness or we might just get caught in the snares of the roaring lion. Yes, We could be torn apart by him. We could perish in the snares of Satan and get lost in the ways of money and goods. Congregation, what is that like? Boys and girls, will you also remember that we are wandering sheep and that we have lost the shepherd? We walk on the wrong paths in our lives, in the madness of sports, for example, or we wander in the way of devilish music. And yes, congregation, even if you are baptized and are called a Christian, even if you lead a decent life, we can still be so foolish. We can wander on the wrong paths in our lives. And you know, when a sheep has gone astray, it doesn't know the way back. But neither those a men know how to return to God. We have strayed in paradise. There are so many dangers around us. And we are without a shepherd in this world. We are so blind. And so we continue on with our journey through this life. O congregation, we see in our minds how the shepherd comes home at night. He comes with his flock of sheep to the sheepfold. And then he brings in his sheep. Yes, he knows them all by name. Look, there's the one with the black spot. And there's the one with that spot in its head. And then... He starts counting them. Twelve, ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. What? And then, boys and girls, he is scared. He has lost the sheep. Oh, terror sizes his heart. What happens then? He looks around and he knows. If that one sheep has wandered into the wilderness, oh, it will be lost. What will happen to my sheep? Oh, there are so many dangers. Then he goes out looking for that sheep, doesn't he? That is understandable, isn't it? And look in your mind, we can see that sheep. Yes, the shepherd had gone out in the morning with his flock of sheep in the desert And that one sheep was grazing. And thoughtlessly it has lost its shepherd. It ate a clump of grass, a plant. And at some point we see that sheep lifting up its head and looking to the left and to the right. And she saw that she had lost the shepherd. And then she looked for the way to go back. But instead she wandered further away and looked in the wrong places. Oh, and then she realizes that she has lost the shepherd. She is trying to, come, to go back, but it does not work. And then she wanders further and further away. She keeps walking, and she keeps looking, and then at a certain point she no longer knows where to look. And look, boys and girls, then the sh- sheep falls down. its legs baggle. It has no more strength, and then it's lost. It is lost. If a wild animal would come now, that sheep would be torn apart. then that would be the end. It can only still bleed a little. Congregation. That is now the image of a man who was born again by God's Spirit. That person who has also gone astray in paradise and realizes that he lost God. Through the work of God's Spirit, he knows that he also lost the shepherd. He will also begin to search. He will also try to return to the flock. But it ends up in the workhouse. But in his own experience, that doesn't work at all. And then they always look in the wrong places. But they can't find a way. And so they continue through the desert of life. They can't talk to anyone about it. They walk there all alone. They are so timid. How sorrowful they are. And then there is that roaring lion... Going around, and they have to say, What a fool I have been! Why have I so thoughtlessly lost my shepherd? And there, there comes a longing for God in Christ, for that shepherd of the sheep, and the word becomes truth. Oh, yes, there is sometimes an encouragement or some comfort. Oh, that shepherd that must have that shepherd. Oh, where will I find that shepherd? And then they have to bow down and bow down some more. But the shepherd goes looking. And the sheep left its tracks in the desert. It went the way of vanity. And look, when the shepherd sees there's a track in the mud and there it almost fell into the ravine, ravine And there's another tuft of wool in the bushes, where it had been entangled. But it tore itself loose again and wandered on. What was happened to the sheep? Oh, but he'll find it. Our second thought, so that shepherd is a picture of the church of the great shepherd of the sheep, Christ Jesus, who was ordained from eternity He came to this earth. He has come to the canyons of emptiness to seek. He took the form of a servant sin expected. And he, that great shepherd of the sheep, has given so much for his sheep. He suffered for his sheep. He was tempted. Oh, there at Caiaphas' palace he was slapped in the face. He crawled like a worm in Gethsemane. He endured the anguish and pains of hell for his sheep. And why? That some of them might be found. Because he cannot do without his sheep. Because he loves his sheep so much. And he looks for them, and he will find them. And he is also so proficient in his search. He wanted to accomplish his father's will, and that is why he descended into the lostness of his sheep. They were thine, and thou gavest me them. Do you know, brethren, that that great shepherd of the sheep, even today, still goes through the wilderness or life he below to find those lost sheep? Those sheep. Who have lost their way, who are looking for the shepherd, but who cannot find him, those who no longer know how to be saved. Oh yes, He still draws them out of the muddy mire of sin. He still breaks them loose from the snares of Satan, and he sees them in the licentiousness of their lives. No? None of them will come back on their own. But he seeks them, and he goes to his sheep. And he seeks them, and he will find them. Oh, that sheep has lost its shepherd. It lies there, collapsed, and exhausted. It can only bleed a little. But that shepherd went looking, and look. There lies that sheep, exhausted, tired. It can't move a foot. It can't find a shepherd. It can only bleed. It has no hope and no expectation. It is doomed. Why did you stray then? Why did you go your own way? You know, congregation, we would answer, it's your own fault. You should have listened, but now. And brethren, that is also the case with a child of God who has been discovered. One who will cry, Save me, save my life. Congregation, such uh, one finds out that he cannot save himself, that he himself cannot find the shepherd. He does not know what to do. He can only cry, Have mercy on me, O God, have mercy. Hear my prayer. He cries with the prodigal son. Father, I have sinned against heaven and in the sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Lord, is it still be possible for me? Faithful shepherd, bring me to thee again. Do you see, congregation, then there comes that missing of Christ. They must have that shepherd. But who is he anyway? And Lord, thou only hast the words of eternal life. Are they there this evening, those exhausted sheep who no longer know what to do? They realize that they have traveled on so many wrong paths in their lives. They are exhausted, and they can only cry. They have to say, I am commanded, I am lost, it is all lost. They do not know how to live on. Give me Jesus or thou, or I die. Listen, listen, I hear a footstep. Oh, oh, it a shepherd kneeling down by that sheep. Oh, what a miracle! I have found my sheep that was lost. Oh, and the sheep hears the shepherd's voice, that voice that they would soon recognize about of thousands of other voices, that voice that they will now always long for. Oh, look, there lays that sheep, muddy and endured. That sheep looks horrible, but the shepherd's, shepherd stoops down to pick it up, he reaches for it with his hands. Oh, we should have said, "Get up, start walking, hurry up, get away." But no, the sheep is exhausted. But now it has been found, and it is so undeserved. I am salt of them that ask it not for me. I am found of them who sought me not. O oh, wretched man that I am, I went willfully astray. I am the chief of sinners. I have been found by that shepherd of the sheep. Do you know anything about that congregation? See, God's children know that. They know that they have gone astray. They know. How to end it up in a dead end. They have always sought the wrong things in life. They know they have come to the end of all their works. And they know how that shepherd of the sheep so unexpectedly and so lovingly came to look down on them, to stretch out his hands to them, and to pick them up. And know that man has lost all his strength. That person cannot return. He just keeps wandering. But the shepherd searches for him, for them. And when those arms of the shepherd reach out that sheep, then the eyes of that sheep meet the eyes of the shepherd. And then the sheep sees those eyes so full of love and so full of mercy, then his heart breaks and the shepherd puts the sheep on his shoulders, rejoicing. Our third fall church. He lifts it out of the bushes, out of the swamp. That sheep is miserable. It feels dependent. It feels poor, blind and naked. But boys and girls. That shepherd takes that sheep and puts it on his shoulders. And then two legs go on one side and two legs on the other side. And that is how that sheep lies on the shoulders of the shepherd. It feels the heartbeat of the shepherd and experiences the peace that passes all understanding, found of them that sought me not that is the true rest of God's people and he will carry them to their father's house to that heavenly sheepfold and yes congregation then they have to go back that way they must cross the desert again along the winding and hilly roads of life and they have to go over the mountains again and they have to go through the valleys again but a sheep is safe, carried by the shepherd. It can no longer wander, and it cannot see the way, but all is well. And congregation, that shepherd gave his life for them. And he brings them home. He brings them all home to that heavenly sheepfold. And then see what happens on the way back, congregation. That sheep lies there on the shoulders of that shepherd. And it is going to be brought back to the heavenly sheepfold. And then along the way it meets all those places again where it has strayed. There I was stuck in the bushes. I tore myself free and wandered on again. I almost died in that ravine there. But now... I may rest on my experience that pastoral care. The shepherd does not say, walk by yourself. You are too heavy of a burden for me. No, he will never let go of what his divine hand has begun. And brethren, that is quite a discovering path for God's children when they are led back as sinners in the ways of their lives. And the Lord says, Yeah I will set a things before you in order. Then they must answer, Lord, I have lived in sin, and I have sung along with that unholy music on Saturday night. And Lord, there I have gone astray in my own righteousness, and there I have willfully chosen the ways away from thy word and away from thy house and from thy service. Then you grieve, and then there is so much regret and so much sorrow. And brethren, then your heart breaks. You are such a wandering sheep. Then it would have been their own fault if the Lord had left them if he had let them perish and had put them away forever in outer darkness. That is discovering grace. Congregation, that's how God's children are sometimes led back into their lives. Boys and girls, will you also think about this? Have you maybe in your heart already said goodbye to the Lord and to his service? Will you think about it if you go to places that, are, that you are not supposed to go on Saturday night? Then you should think about the fact that God's children have so much sorrow when they are led back into their lives. When they get those places where they have hit the Lord as it were in his face, they have grieved him. They have gone astray in sport, how they have wounded themselves, and how they were caught up in iniquities. Oh, then there is such repentance, such regret, such sorrow in their heart. I have sinned. I have sinned. I am a sinner. And then that miracle only gets bigger. Then they say, Lord, what an awful fool I have been. I have sinned it so many times. And in God's time they may say that searching love of the great shepherd of the sheep. He came to them. He came where they themselves could never and would never come to. Him again. But better, in God's time they may also begin to see what it cost that great shepherd of the sheep. What a price he has paid for his sheep. How he wanted to descend to this lowly earth and to go that grievous way. Then it becomes a life for them what it says in Isaiah 53. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief, and we hid us; it were your faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our inquiries. The judgment of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. A wonder of grace that he now carries us. See, brethren, they are led back into their lives. The sins in their life always come back to them and then they see who they have been and who they still are what lives in their hearts. And now, now one will pluck them out of his hand. And yet, once in a while, they are able to feel that heartbeat again and may experience that the rest that remains for the people of God. Look, there they stand, those Pharisees and those scribes. There they sit, those tax collectors and sinners, and they hang on the lips of Christ. Pharisees and scribes, do you see now that that is the reason for which I have come? That is why I was ordained of my father. It's an according of the eternal good pleasure of God, where he looks upon lost sheep. And so I will too. Feed my flock like a shepherd. I will gather the lambs in my arms and carry them in my bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Do you understand, Pharisees, tribes? I have come to seek the lost, to save that which was lost. And brethren, so, they, so shall there be joy in heaven, over one sinner that repented. That is our fourth thought. We will consider it, but first we will sing. The shepherd and the sheep. Four thoughts, seeking, finding, carrying, and in the fourth thought, rejoicing. Brethren, the Lord Jesus came into this world to seek and to save that which was lost. And therefore, he sits at the table with tax collectors and with sinners, with people who have sinned grievously and many times. And then those Pharisees and scribes see that happening And they begin to murmur, and they speak so contemptuously and disrespectfully. These men receive its sinners and eat it with them. We would never do that. And then the Lord Jesus tells those three parables. The first one is about the Lord's sheep. Imagine that there is a shepherd with a hundred sheep, One sheep is lost. Then the shepherd goes looking for that sheep. That sheep has lost its shepherd without thinking. Then the sheep starts looking for the shepherd and for the flock. But the sheep searches in all the wrong places and finally it lies there, exhausted on the open field. It can no longer move even one leg. It can only bleed. It is the image of a man who has lost God, who goes in search, congregation, for that salvation in Christ, but who always looks in the wrong places and gets exhausted. But the Lord has gone looking, and he will find his sheep, and he has found it. And there Those eyes of that shepherd meet the eyes of that sheep. Those eyes are full of love and mercy. And he takes up the sheep and lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And then that sheep may feel the rest and peace that is in that great shepherd of the sheep. He will be led back to the heavenly sheepfold and the Lord will set everything in order before him. He will show him how it has been in his life. There he lived in sin. And there he grieved the Lord. And there he was caught in the snares of Satan. And there he lived in his own righteousness. wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me? And now our fourth thought being joyful. Congregation, there is a joy in the world which we call joy. But that joy of the world is not real, it is not true joy. That joy will soon turn into sadness, into eternal sadness. We have got children, It is the other way around congregation. There is a sorrow for sin, which worketh repentance for sin unto salvation without repentance. And that sadness will soon turn into eternal joy. And yet, brethren, that is not the joy that is meant here. Because this is about the joy in heaven. And there is a very big difference. It is not about the joy of men, but about the joy in heaven with God and with the angels. Verses 6 and 7. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented more than over ninety and nine just persons who need no repentance. Do you feel, church, that that is a different joy? That is the joy of God in Christ. That is the joy of that shepherd of the sheep, of the mediator of God, And of men, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Oh, so, there is joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. That is God's joy. That is the joy of the angels. Margin 4 says, namely, among the angels of God As hereafter, explain it in verse 10. And soon, congregation, then it will be one shepherd and one flock. And why is that shepherd so full of joy? Well, brethren, then God in Christ rejoices in his own work. For he cares about his own name. And he cares about his own glory. And so it's to him, from him, through him, and to him are all things. And so he will bring all his sheep home. That's a comfort children of God. Those sheep that have just been picked up. Those sheep that are being led back. Those sheep that are almost in that heavenly sheepfold. They will all come home. There is no one who will pluck them out of his hands. There stays and listening, those Pharisees and scribes. Do you see them standing there with their pure faces and their white garments? All their lives, they have kept the law. They have done what the Lord asked of them. Oh, they are content with their religion and with their legalism. No, they do not need that conversion. Oh, yes, they murmur at the saviour's work. And they murmur against this man who stands and eats and drinks with publicans and sinners. But the Lord Jesus shows them here that they themselves are like those ninety-nine sheep who have no need of repentance. They who are so satisfied with themselves, they who are stuck in their own religion, but who are no outside of it. So it might be with us that our church attendance is enough, and our religion is enough, and our Bible reading is enough, and the name that we live is enough. But you don't need this Savior. And that we are also standing there with those Pharisees and scribes. No, that is not necessary for us. We have no pleasure in thy ways. Boys and girls, what is the opposite of joy, do you know? The opposite of happiness is sadness or sorrow, isn't it? Right. If you are now unconverted, and if you do not need that conversion, and if you do not need the Savior, the Shepherd of the sheep, the Lord has much sorrow for you. He has much sadness for you. Then we will soon be sad forever, and we will have to cry out forever, if I had only. Brethren, may I ask how long have you been wandering in the wilderness of life here below without this shepherd of the sheep? Ten years? Twenty? Thirty? Forty? Sixty? Eighty? Ninety? How many years have you been wandering in the wilderness of life without this shepherd? Oh, what will it be like when you have a parish in a ravine, in that ravine of eternal darkness? Oh, may I please tell you again, brother, this evening leave your wicked ways and live. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that Thou that killest the prophets, and stonest them that are sent into thee, how often would I have gathered the children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Do you hear that, brethren? That is what Christ said. You would not? Were you never ashamed of that? Oh, hurry then. Make haste for your life's sake because it cannot be delayed, brethren. Tomorrow may be too late. Like with that man in my congregation who was only 41 years old, suddenly it became eternity for him. Do you see them standing there? Pharisees, scribes, Isn't that the work of a shepherd? And you call yourself shepherds? You must be leaders of the people. Oh, what a lesson from Christ. And yet, brethren, the Lord Jesus also pays attention to those Pharisees and those scribes in the parable, as he will also pay attention to that religious man who is stuck in his religion and his legalism today. O, oh, this shepherd is happy with this sheep. And therefore, Pharisees and scribes, God is glad of one sinner that repented, a publican, a sinner, a Pharisee, a scribe. And he will fulfill his counsel. Oh, those publicans and sinners have hung there to upon the lips of Christ, would it also be possible for them? They are stuck in the materialism of this world. They have sinned so many times and so grievously. Have I not sinned too much? Is it still possible for me? Perhaps there will be such people here this evening too, such a poor publican, such a sinner, who must say. If you knew who I was, Reverend, and what sins I have committed in my life and how I have transgressed all God's commandments with thoughts, words, and deeds, then it will never be possible for me again. Oh, is that also your question this evening? Could it also be possible for me, the chief of sinners? Now, brethren, just take a look at this parable again. Christ Jesus the Lord, he eats and he drinks, and he sits at the same table with publicans and sinners. He pays attention to them. Oh, then, you need never ever the spear of God's grace. Yet, yes, it is true, it is hopeless from our side, but from his side, It is never hopeless. And he will continue. And he will continue to gather his sheep. Some are living like Pharisees and scribes in the church, in self-righteousness and legalism, in supposedly good works and others' life in the world as tax collectors and sinners in sports, in music, on the Internet, on holidays, and you name it. And now the message this evening is that salvation can be for anyone, for those tax collectors, for those Pharisees, for those sinners, for those scribes, than is possible for anyone. Congregation, what a miracle of grace that is. What are you like? What kind of person are you? He will seek and he brings them all home. And they will come home joyfully. Do you also look forward to that children of God to coming home? That you may come home delivered from all your needs, from all your sins, from all your fear and from all your pain. Are you so weary of sin? So wear it when the Lord said before you in order all the ways of your life, I have sinned. I have sinned, I am a sinner, and then you may come home to that heavenly sheepfold. You may behold that shepherd of the sheep, shepherd of the sheep, forever ever. You may always be with him, and then you never have to wander again. Oh then. They can no longer wonder, for he has said, The punishment is laid upon me, and they will sing it. My God, I will praise thee forever, because thou hast done it. And remember what we started with. We will also end with it. He will never forsake the works of his hands. Amen.